Anyways, Sam, thank you so much for being on here. So yeah, like you said, um, I'll just go through module three. I'll do a short overview teaching of it, and then um, we can answer any questions that you have. Does that sound good still? That's fantastic. Thank you Perfect. so much for giving me this time. I appreciate it deeply. Of course. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, it always helps me teach better when I hear questions, and I'm sure it'll help anybody else who watches. So Module three is over pattern recognition, learning different strategies and approaches to things. Um, so anyways, video number one went really in depth into like the four different types of patterns there are. And again, uh, if I can move my screen here, I actually just got this in. So yeah, it's the mouse pad here. Uh, <laughs> bigger than I thought. But anyways, yeah, so you have all those patterns there. So you have um, the RSI divergence play, you have the, tri the triangle breakout, the moving average, and then the breakout levels. So again, you have those different types of strategies. And the most important thing you need to remember about trading is that almost any strategy you ever do um, or implement actually works. The only problem is most people don't tell you what type of market and what stocks they work with. So you have to remember those two key aspects when you are implementing a strategy. So for instance, that's why I kind of have that laid out on the mouse pad like that, um, which I'll be sending out to you soon, don't worry. Um, but anyway, so like if you're in a range bound market, a range bound market is just going up and down, up and down and up and down. So more of a sideways type market. Um, let's see if we can find a good example here. I don't know any off the top of my head, but if we look into SPY, it's been more on a downtrend. So um, a more of a range bound market would look something like this if it was just this uh, segment where the market goes up, down, up, down, up, down, where there's no clear direction. If we zoom out over the years, you can see there's clear directions. This is indicates trending up and trending down. Um, but if we're just going sideways, um, then again, we're going to be looking at the RSI dive divergence play. Um, if we are trending up, so for instance, we are in a market like this, and we are in that market, then we're going to be looking for breakout levels. What resistance levels are we at? And can we break above those with volume? If we can, we're going to be buying above those breakout levels. Um, and again, we have the triangle breakout as one example of that. We have a moving average system because if it's trending up, we can just jump on that trend and ride it up. Um, and then again, we have the breakout levels where you set a resistance and you try to break that high. Typically works best at, at all-time high levels. Um, so again, there's easy way to find those types of stocks that match that criteria is by simply searching on a screener for all-time high. Um, and you can do that as well. Um, so that's really a brief sorry, overview uh, of those. I know I give sorry, more Austin. examples. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Austin. Uh, is it okay if I interrupt you in between? Yeah, go ahead. Or do you want me to wait till the end? No, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? Okay. So you mentioned that in your screener, you can find all-time highs. Um, when I went through this, because I'm actually, as you know, a subscriber to your uh, software. Yeah. So where do I find that breakout of all-time highs in your software? I couldn't find that. Yeah, that's actually um, not something in the screener at the moment, but they are in most screeners. So for instance, uh, I hate to use a different software, um, but it's just not in this one quite yet, but it will be put there soon um, because it fits best with this type of breakout system. And I want to kind of be able to filter all those. Uh, but for now, a great free you know, option is Finviz. Um, you can easily go here to the screener. Um, and again, there's an all-time high. I believe it should be. Oh, nope, don't want that ad. Um, under technical um, and let's see, 52 week range, gap pattern, after hours change, volatility. 
fundamental. Okay, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. So oh. Please carry on. Oh yeah, if, uh, yeah. I mean, regardless of where you can find it, there are screeners that provide it. Um, okay, if not, sure. it will. I look for it. Yeah, it will. It will be added to the software soon. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, essentially, um, that's kind of what I went over to explain that a bit more. Uh, like I said, um, RSI divergence, again, um, works best on ETFs. It was created um, and this strategy was developed for futures when people were trading futures back in the day. And, e and ETFs are mainly based off futures. So for instance, SPY, the ETF that tracks the S&P 500 is actually tracking the S&P 500 futures. So that's why RSI divergence works extremely well for that and QQQ and other different types of ETF alternatives like that. Um, all the okay. other uh, strat uh, strategies work well with highly liquid stocks, mainly being because, um, you know, what other people see in the market is what happens in the market because of a zero sum game, right? If there are, there needs to be buyers for sellers. And so if no one is watching it and no one wants it to be a buy, then it's not going to be a buy. And so that's kind of how that works. When you see a breakout level and you see people buying, other people will see that jump in, thus confirming the move. And so that's why you want to make sure you're trading stocks that have a lot of um, volume. Um, so that's kind of the example behind that. And then uh, the art of mastering one. So um, these are all different strateg uh, strategies that work, but putting it into perspective is understanding the trend. If you know the trend, if you know if it's trending up or down or sideways, um, that's the best way to profit because if it's trending up, you can jump in the uptrend. If it's trending down, you can use inverse ETFs or puts to profit on the downside. And if it's going sideways, you can use support and resistance plays like, um, sorry about that, like uh, the RSI divergent system. So that's really what it went into. Again, I, I, I know you watched the videos already and have some questions, so I can't wait to answer those. Um, but again, yeah, it gets into it. I think this is a long video and this is a, a longer video as well. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what that is. But yeah, anyways, uh, ask any questions you have. I'd love to break it down the best. Yeah, opinion. sure. That was a, Actually, that's a great video because you provided good examples and showed us very well uh, the three different strategies, the triangle breakout, the moving average, and the resistance breakout. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue which I always have, uh, maybe because I'm not really good at trading, is identifying the trend. Because with the moving average, let's say whatever moving average I use, uh, maybe the 50 or 200, what happens is I actually follow it up and then I wait, it comes back and then it breaks and goes down. And then I'm thinking it's going to go down now and then it swings back up again. And in that way, I've lost a lot of money because I'm trying to figure out, I mean, it seems when I look at the pictures in hindsight, it seems very simple. Yeah. You know, it's very clear. The moving average is there. The, the price action is above it. It's fantastic. But what happens is that in real life, when I'm on the hard right edge, I find it great difficulty in following the moving average. I wanted your insight into that. Definitely. Yeah. So um, where exactly are you trying to aim to buy when you are following a 200 day moving average? When, when the, uh, I usually try to use two moving averages, 50 and 200. Mm -hmm. And when the 50 crosses the 200 and the price action is above the uh, 50, I'd go in for a buy. But the moment I do that, it comes right back to 200 crossing the 50. So I'm back again in the same kind of a situation. I don't know how to consistently, I mean, sometimes I do make profit. I'm not saying it's always wrong, 
but I then lose everything what I've gained. And that way I've never able to move ahead in my trading. Yeah, you just kind of stay flat. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'll try to give you the best um, tips I can with this type of system. Um, but then again, I'll kind of explain it from a software perspective. So anyways, um, let me change the color here just to have a better discrepancy between the two. Um, okay, so the yellow is the 200 and the blue, I believe, should be 50. Yes, 50. Okay. So anyways, I guess what you say, you're targeting um, for the 50 to break above the 200 to, to indicate your uptrend and then vice versa to indicate your downtrend, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Um, what time frame are you on? Usually daily. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's you, that's best for long-term trends. Um, so anyways, yeah. So again, I, uh, I guess if you're looking in hindsight, um, you can see here that we have a clear cross and then it goes up and then hindsight shows a clear cross. It comes down. The only problem is when it comes to actually trading, what you see is uh, the moving average, what it's called lag. Um, and so again, this is probably where it messes with you because of the fact that um, it comes here and then it gets close and then the stock price for that day keeps moving. So the moving average keeps moving um, around here. And so you're kind of like waiting for it. Okay. Is it actually crossing below or crossing above? Right. Um, is that, is that yeah. about right? Probably. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, you have that lag and that is where moving averages and indicators do you a disservice. Um, they're not actually, um, in real time, there's going to be some lag associated with that. And so with that, it means what other traders refer to as confirmation, where they're not entering right as it happens, they're waiting for that stock for that day to close. Um, and the next day they enter, uh, confirming that the moving average actually closed above the, uh, the 200 day moving average level. So confirming that the faster one moved above the slower one. Um, but anyways, that's kind of what they do and that that system works. Um, but again, that's going to be best on um, trending stocks. But essentially you can do the same thing here. And since you're a software user, you have this here. Um, this is what I really go into uh, in the course under uh, focusing on one and the trending system. And so again, this same system works here. So you can see um, how when it breaks above the green line, you know, it trends higher and that is indicative of an uptrend and vice versa when, when it goes down. The main difference here between um, um, if using your system of the 50 move, uh, the 50 day moving average and the 200 is that there's a band and there's a range on this one. And the band and the range on this helps to get rid of that lag and helps to get rid of that choppiness. Because a lot of times when right at that level where you're going to look for that change, for that entry, for that whatever, there's a lot of consolidation. It'll jump above and below and above and below that line. And that can cause a lot of uncertainty. Like, okay, wait, what, what exactly am I supposed to do in this, in, in this situation? And yeah. so- that was the whole reason this band was created um, was so that you can filter out that noise. And you can see here, there's a lot of up and down motion inside of the band because that's when a lot of the consolidation happens with that ranging. So again, typically when you get above the green line, you trend a lot more efficient and more well. And that's really because you're giving yourself a bigger buffer for that confirmation. And so that's, a, that's essentially why this is. So yeah, this is based on a improved version of the 200 day moving average. And so that's kind of how this works. Uh, did that okay. help answer your question or? It does. It does. Okay, cool. Now, just one question which I had, uh, Austin, is that mm -hmm. in your system, this, this, you know, the bands which you've developed, 
does it in any way incorporate other things? For example, uh, the RSI or uh, resistance, does it incorporate all that? Or is this totally different thing which you're talking about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, the essence of every type of strategy, just because I want to relate this back to module three about like strategies and patterns and systems is that's why if you're looking at this mouse pad eventually when you get it is that like it starts off with what is the market doing are we trending up or are we range bound or whatever because what a lot of traders don't tell you is that you can't pick a strategy or you can't pick a pattern to look for until you know what type of market we're in and so that's why this chart is here to help you identify okay are we trending up are we trending down or are we range bound and once you know that then you can instantly look for those patterns um so anyways oh, to okay sorry now I get it sorry i didn't understand that before now you have kind of sparked something in my mind <laughs> so what you're saying is that when i look at this chart based on your system this chart is not for the actual trading but actually more to give me an idea as the kind of market which i'm seeing so if it was between the green and the red i'd be much more likely to be in the range bound in which in which case the rsi divergence is going to come into play or if it was above or below the red and the green, then it's more likely to be a trending market and the other three strategies will come into play. Did I get you right? Exactly, yeah. So for the utmost beginner trader, you can use the software exactly as it is and be fine. But as you start to advance, that is the exact thing I want everyone to learn is that I'm just showing you what market or what type of trend this stock is in with this chart. And once you know that, then you can dive deeper into strategy. And that's why you have the trading view chart here. So once you go, okay, look, I'm in a range bound chart. Okay, cool. Let me go. I know I need to pull up my RSI. And now I can look for an RSI divergence play. And that's how I know. Wow. Okay, boom, enter. Wow. That is absolutely fabulous. I didn't get it before this. Thank you. This is brilliant. <laughs> that was, that's the whole point of these calls. Hopefully click some aha moments. So awesome to hear. Yeah. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah, but um, I just want to get back and just make sure I answer that question is that um, this factors in trend and momentum and volatility. So for instance, it's going to change based on each stock based on how much it moves and all that stuff. But no, it does not factor in like RSI and stuff like that. It's purely meant okay. to show you the trend and upper and lower ranges and stuff like that. Right. Okay. And you did mention in your video that the, the, the yellowish orange ones you will talk about it in a later video. What is that actually? The yellow and the yellowish bands up and above and below the green and red. Yeah. So for most people, um, if you open your stock chart, the yellow ones won't be enabled. Um, again, you can go into your settings and enable them by default on if you want. Um, but again, basically what these show is starting off with the top yellow line is it shows um, your mathematical high where the stock can mathematically reach based on the strength the momentum, uh, uh, prior history and all that stuff. So what you typically see is when the stock gets close to this yellow line, you tend, you tend to, you, you tend to see sell-offs. That's kind of how this works. Um, so if I kind of right. go out, like, let's see an all period, um, you can see here, um, when it gets close to the range, it sells off. 
but there's been points where you can see the blue line or the stock actually gets above it. And when it does, that's way too extended for the stock. You're way too high. And you can see here, it got above here. We had that 2018 crash. It got above here. We had that huge um, crash in 2020 with COVID, right? And so you can see here right. that this is a good indication that, hey, if the stock starts to break above this yellow most line, we're probably going to reverse because we're, we are way too high. It's like a rubber band that's been stretched too much. It's just going to snap. Okay. Okay. And so, okay. yes, that's it. And then the same idea for the reverse, right? Once it's I don't, hit that I don't bottom. think I have that. On, I don't think I have, I have that on my chart, uh, Austin, the yellow um, ones. Yeah, for sure. I'll, 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 I will show you how to add it. Like I said, by default, it's hidden. Um, but anyways, um, I'll just quickly explain and then I'll show you how to add it. Sure. Um, sure. But then, like I said, in reverse, the bottom one is the bottom. What is the mathematical low it can reach? You can see here, once it tends to hit this and go below the yellow line, then that's typically a sign that you've reached the, the bottom and that we're going to start to bounce. You can see here, we hit it okay. back here after, after that crash and then recovered. We hit it here after that crash and recovered. We hit it here right. and had a nice uh, bounce back up to 200 moving average. And right here, we haven't crossed below it just yet. Uh, but when we do, that's going to be a sign that we've kind of hit the bottom. So those yellow lines aren't super Super essential for trend, but they do help show you the ranges. How low can I expect to go and how high can I expect to go? And there's very great, uh, useful information. Um, but okay. if you go into your account settings um, and then scroll down to software settings, it's right here. It's show dev high and low lines. By default, is going to be disabled. Um, you just simply click enabled and click on save settings. And then uh, by default, you'll have those on your analyzer page. Okay, thank you. That's brilliant. Okay, now one other question which I had, Austin, yeah. was regarding the slope of your green and the red. Okay. Now, one thing which I found is that when the slope is moving upwards, like let's say I have a kind of a uh, trigonometric kind of, I don't know whether you can see my fingers. Uh, can you see my fingers? I no. can't see your screen now. Okay, so suppose you had a right angle, like a triangle okay. kind of a yeah. thing and you have a 45 degree uh, kind of a move upwards or downwards, that seems to suggest that, yes, that the thing is much more likely to progressively go up or down. Is there some, is there some uh, basis to what I'm saying or is it just hindsight again? Um, yeah, so what that is showing is that is showing an increase in volatility. So basically, the band takes into, consider, uh, into consideration how much volume is being pumped into the stock because volume will impact momentum, strength, and all that stuff. And so when you see a huge pump, that means that our expected ranges are increasing because of an inflow in momentum, or I should say volume and movement. And so what that just tells you is that if you see a huge bump like that, is that uh, the stock is becoming more volatile or will move a lot faster than it typically does. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's All not right. really Thank a clear ind indication of direction per se. It's just a clear okay. indication that you're going to see a lot more movement in the stock. Right. Thank you. Okay. Got it. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I think we definitely covered a lot. Uh, is there anything else that's kind of popped up throughout? Yes, the I do. I do have a couple of other questions. Yeah, go for it. Does, do you have time? Yeah, we have time. Let's do it. Okay. So if you go back to your, uh, that one, you know, kind of a uh, indicator that that video on that, in that after you've opened up a chart, 
you talk about a few things and very, very important things. One of them is, if you go into technicals, there are these four um, a kind of you know pat patterns you talk about. And some of the stocks have one green and three red, some have two, two reds and two greens and so on. Are you uh, getting what I'm getting uh, talking about? Yeah, are you talking about the choppiness level of the stock? Like how? No, uh, not choppiness level. There are these like bulls and bears pictures on your software. Oh, on this on the software. Yes. Technicals. Yes, yeah. yes, this one. So you have given us, you know, pattern, uh, bullish trend, bearish trend. So there are three on this and one red. So based on that, am I to think? that it is much more likely to be bullish than bearish. What is the importance of this particular chart which I'm looking at right now? Those bulls and bears. Exactly, yeah. So um, it's not a super high importance, hence why it's on the furthermost side of all these tabs. Um, this is purely extra information for you if you want to use it. Um, now, again, um, this will be changing to adapt to the four different patterns we have here just to have better insight into that and so you can do it quicker. Um, but for instance, you can see here how we have our, uh, the, R the RSI here. And so what this is essentially showing is, you know, the trend based on looking at this specific indicator. So if there's three out, out of four, then yes, that means that we're more bullish than bearish. Um, but again, uh, it doesn't, it's not a clear indication of trend. It's just a clear indication based on the, indi in, based on the indicator. So the indicator looks at the stock, uh, at, at the stock chart and it makes an indication based on one or two factors. And then this is making an indication based on this indication, you know, so uh, not a direct understanding of the stock, but a good info to know regardless. Um, so, so in a way, in uh, Austin, yeah, go ahead. in a way, Austin, that means the trend score would trump the technicals, which is showing on this. Absolutely. Because the trend score is telling me sell, but these three are telling me buys. So I am to think that, no, the trend score is more important than these patterns. So I go by the trend score. Would I be right in thinking that way? Yes, that, that's correct. The trend score is more important um, because it factors in a lot of trend. Now, again, the trend score will vary, right? Like if you're seeing a 53 trend score right here, what is 53? Well, 53 from zero to 100 is very average, right? And so it's yeah, very average. Yeah. That means, okay, we may be in a neutral market. Um, so if we're in a neutral market, that means our, uh, our, our side. So um, yes, yeah, so trend score is important. Um, obviously, if you want to uh, buy a trending stock, uh, any, anything above 80, 85 will be amazing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I just kind of want to put this into perspective um, real quick. So you can see here how you can, you can look at the stock chart and you can see how it's going down. Um, and then you can see that the RSI trend is up. So if you watched that video and paid attention, do you kind of know what that sounds like right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's the RSI divergence, right? Where we're seeing yes, the is. stock trend down and we have these two lows going down, but we see here the trend is up. And so that's why these were put here to help you kind of identify those patterns, right? And that's why I pulled this up on the trading view chart. You can see here, um, let me re re remove volume because it's getting in the way. This matches the RSI divergence play. And I all and I basically knew that before I even had to look at the chart because I saw the technicals, right? And so again, you can see here, this is trending down. This is RSI is trending up. Okay, I have an entry here, stop loss here, take profit, hopefully target 420. 
So, so where, where, sorry, sorry, Austin, I think you went a bit too fast for me. Sorry. So I, I got this part, beautiful, it's absolutely brilliant. No, no, sorry, go back to the chart of trading okay. view. So that is a fantastic example you've shown me with the RSI divergence, but where would my entry be? Yeah, so uh, so basically you're watching this, let, let's say we're watching it like candle by candle, right? So we see, okay, yeah. this bottom forms, okay, that's nothing much. We can't do much with one little bottom. Then it comes down again and we see it bounce and we see this huge green, green candle come up. That is our second bottom. We're like, okay, cool. So we're, we're right here. We have a second bottom form and we have um, seeing that the RSI lows are also getting higher as well. Okay, cool. Um, the close of this candle would be our entry. So we're going to enter about where we are now. Um, again, you would want to enter like midday on the red candle or the green candle anyways, like in this area right here when we get that uh, stark reversal. Um, right. So you're going right. to enter here because this is your best risk to reward setup. And so as I explained in the video, the system, the plan for it, and I think I go into this more on module four of game plans, is um, you know you buy here, your stop loss is at the previous low. So it's gonna be right here about 349. You could actually make it a bit lower, maybe like 355, you could actually go down to. And then again, you're going to target the next resistance. So 380, but more like 400, if not 420. Um, okay. So that's kind of the plan for that. Okay, fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and so with the I mean, other two, this one, sorry. No, God. This one was a beautiful example of the RSI divergence. Similarly, with the other ones, uh, the patterns like Gartley and all that, is there some way I can make it appear on my chart, the Gartley pattern? No. Uh, yeah, the Gartley, no. <laughs> um, so these patterns are not the ones specifically covered here. Um, so okay. they're, they're, they're going to look a lot different. Um, but again, like I said, this technicals section is going to turn more into like these four patterns. So you can easily, okay. e so you can easily identify things like we just did. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah brilliant. No, that's fantastic. You, your software is just brilliant. Thank you. Yes. The only part is, uh, it takes a second to recognize it. So I'm glad, I'm glad we kind of had that aha moment. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Any other questions? I have time if you No, do. I think okay. you've covered everything which I had today in my mind. Awesome. Well, thank you, Samit, for making time for this call. I know that uh, I'm positive that this call is going to help a lot of people who go through this course. So uh, anyways, thank you for that. Uh, as always, I will, um, or as I mentioned, I will get this shipped out to you for free. Um, I'll thank take care you of that. so much, Austin. Of You're course. Thank teacher. you for taking the time to ask questions. Um, anyways, uh, have a great day. Thank you for jumping on the call. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye.